everyone. We are here at the L'Oreal Professional Products U.S. headquarters in New York City. We are so excited to introduce you to all of these amazing people that we've been able to speak with. Stay tuned for these episodes of Beauty School Bobby and make sure that you are subscribed to be notified when these episodes come out. Okay, so first of all, you're the Bobby of L'Oreal. Like, we just yes. need to give you that title. I like, am. you are that here. I'm the Carrington of Beauty School Bobby. I yes. think that might be what it yeah. is. But I'm you're obsessed like separated with you. at birth here. I know. I know. Like, I'm obsessed. Like, I already am like, I want to stay here forever. <laughs> like, I recorded when we were walking in today, and I was like frowning. I was like, I don't want to leave. I don't even want to start my last day. Like, I love it stay. here. Stay. We've so got lots of capacity because, you know, it's. Well, this from is my home office now. Everybody's like, working from home, so you can stay here. I'm just going to take this office because. Because it's not, it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like it's like a hot commodity or anything like that. I've been here 19 so. years and I still can't get the corner office. So <laughs> just saying, I don't know. Don't know what it takes. So I want to talk to you about how long like you've been mm. in the industry and kind of what you've done. So let's rewind to kind of the beginning. What okay. was your first exposure to the beauty industry? industry? Um, and then kind of how you came into it. Okay. So I, I, I knew that I wanted beauty. I loved beauty. I thought that I wanted marketing. Okay. So that's when I interviewed at L'Oreal. That's mm -hmm. kind of what I had in my head. I wanted beauty and I wanted marketing. But were, had you graduated college at this oh, yeah. time? Oh, like... yeah. I graduated college. I, actually, I was kind of old as far as you know, people starting their career because I spent my 20s. To, God, we have to. Oh, whoa. <laughs> wait a minute. Let's We're start back here. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I graduated from college and then I spent my 20s. I'm Gen X. Okay. As we as we confirmed yes, a few minutes ago, absolutely as I shocked you that I'm Gen yes, X, yes, like absolutely but, insane. Yeah. But I, so I spent my twenties um, trying to find myself, as many people in there in Gen, you know the Gen X mm -hmm. world did. I was trying to find myself, and so I went. Um, sometimes I feel like an imposter in a corporate world <laughs> because I spent my twenties. I backpacked. I went to um, Indonesia. I went to Australia. Oh, I went to New Zealand. I jumped out of a plane. I went skydiving. I picked macadamia nuts in in um, Australia. I rode on um, sailboats to travel around New Zealand. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> did all that like, in my twenties. Lived the dream. Then got you know to thirty and was like, wait, what am I going to do with myself? So I um, I went to business school in Barcelona, Spain. Mm -hmm. Graduated, moved back to the U.S. and uh, and then came knocking on L'Oreal's door. So, because I, again, I knew I wanted beauty. I knew, yeah. I thought I wanted marketing. So I came to L'Oreal. Mm -hmm. um, I interviewed at L'Oreal and it's like, um, it's like the sorting hat at Hogwarts because there are four different divisions here. Mm -hmm. There's the luxury division, the consumer division, the active cosmetics division, and then the professional products division. And so when they interviewed me, it's like a psychoanalysis. They're asking me, you know, where are you from? What was your childhood like? You know, how do you feel about clowns? I mean, it was yeah. really like they, and the sorting hat spits out where you should go. Yeah. And the sorting hat spit out to, for me, professional products division. Um, and that's the world that, you know, we live in now, the, yeah. the salon world. And I've never looked back. That was yeah. 19 years ago. And I stayed in this division the whole time. And I, there are a lot of reasons why I think the sorting hat picked this, this house for me. Yeah. Um, it, it resonates with me a lot. I think that, um, you know, the world of hairdressers is very quirky and emotional mm -hmm. and fun. And as you know, that kind of, you fit that it kind of resonates yes. with me, um, you know, that, which was very different than like doing marketing for, you know, toothpaste yeah. and selling it to, you know, the buyer at, you know, Target. It's just so much more of a purpose right. behind the this purpose, and it's like present. The, the people, the like all that. And also um, both my parents are small business owners okay. and, and entrepreneurs and I, and I say that, you know, it, it, I think as we know in our world, 
it sounds very glamorous, like mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. There is definitely a not a, a side of entrepreneurialism that's not very glamorous, and it's a lot of hard work. And you know, my dad, for example, didn't take a salary for 14 years oh, because wow. he was making. Yeah, what 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 were they in? Like, what did they do? My dad had a um, a franchise of overhead door company. Okay, so you know, electric operators, yeah. which I actually have now. Yeah, in my, <laughs> and um, and my mom had a, a children's boutique, like little oh, clothing wow. boutique in Roanoke, Virginia. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah. So there, you know, it was always, um, and my dad, especially, I feel like actually both of them, I credit them with um kind of they, they both connected with people yeah in what they did and mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I love about the job that I have I love connecting with hairdressers I love connecting with our sales team I love connecting with um you know uh, the people that I work with at L'Oreal so yeah. it kind of it worked it was a good fit for me you're meant to um, be doing yeah. this like it's perfect <laughs> and it wouldn't be the same in another you know like I said like yeah. selling toothpaste to what it wouldn't be the same it's yeah. really having that you know the the stylist is the salon owner, like the small business owner, whether you're an independent stylist or you actually own a, own your own salon. You know, I feel there, I've seen, you know, with my parents, I saw that kind of like how the economy impacted them very dramatically. And, yeah. and I feel like I can really sympathize with that. And I like that we are helping someone. Yes. I really like that we're helping someone. Yeah. That connection is so special. And I think, yeah. so when you started, were you in the salons? Like were, how present were you in the salons when you started? Did you have to go in and be like, I need to familiarize myself with who we're working with? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. I mean, we, I did a lot of, in those first few years, I did a lot of field, you know, we call them field visits mm-hmm. or detailing. And I would go and I would ride in, in cars with our sales consultants and, yeah. you know, go and visit the salons and the salon owners. And that was in um, New York. Like you were doing that, like all New over, York, New Jersey, all like, over, okay. all over. And that's, you know, that's so much fun. It would, I can remember going to salons and, you know, you pull in and they would say, you know, Hey, you know, I brought someone from the corporate office and the salon owner would be like, Hey, honey, I just got to feed the dog. I'll be right back. Let me just run out, you know? And, and I was like, I love this. Yes. I love that kind of personal feeling. It's like, a, it's just a very different world. Like I might be on the corporate side, but I feel like this keeps me real and keeps me grounded. Definitely. And, you know, what's going on in the world around us. So yeah, it's, um, it's we were all different. saying that like it is corporate, obviously, but it doesn't feel that way. Like yeah. it just doesn't have that corporate, like stuck up, like what, and I don't know totally. if that's the industry or if it's just like everyone has like such an interesting story and we've been able to talk to so many different people that are like from just different walks of life and different backgrounds. And I think that that's what makes it so awesome. Is it's not it like, I couldn't see you in this like super businessy power kind of, suit. Yeah, with my, no like, way. Like, I, you, I think it is our industry. Um, I, I think that, you know, when I hire people for my team that yeah. are going to be in marketing, mm-hmm. or I'm always thinking about, you know, are they going to connect with a hairdresser? Are they going to connect with a sales consultant? And, you know, with a lot of our, like the hairdressers don't necessarily, I always say they're, they're not necessarily making decisions just here. They're making decisions here. Totally. They're making decisions here, like their hands, like yes. what's going to make sense. So, you know, really think through like, who's going to, who am I going to bring on that's going to connect heart and soul with our customer, yeah. you know, and that's not everybody. So yeah. it, it really makes a difference in like the team that we build and who is attracted to and ultimately thrives in the professional products division at L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think it's, it's a different kind of division. There yeah. is a, that heart and soul part yes. of it. I, I've always brought my whole, you know, we talk a lot about now, I think it's really trendy to talk about, um, you know, bringing your whole self to work. Mm-hmm. 
And it's it's kind of a new thing. I think now, you know, younger generations are more and more like they don't want to be a different person at work than they are in their personal yeah. life. I will say in the 19 years I've been here, I've always brought my whole self to work. Yeah. I've never been a different person at work than I was in my personal life. Yeah. And um, and I think that's... Can you tell that when you're interviewing people? Like, do you pick up on that, like, right away? Like, wh- when you're whether interviewing... Whether they are that, yes, that person? Yes, like, whether they're, like... It's showy, it's interviewee, whatever. Like, are you kind of like, are you like, wait, I don't know that that's going to fit. Is that like a red flag for you? I can definitely, I can definitely tell. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell at this point. And, and, you know, which doesn't mean that I haven't, I've made some mistakes, but yeah. (laughs) But for the most part, you know, I, I think, um, and actually what I find more when I say I've made some mistakes, it's almost like I just, I didn't, I've hired people who, um, you know, Maybe the role I was hiring them for, I needed someone who's very analytical. Mm, and and I wasn't necessarily okay. thinking of like, are they going to connect heart and soul with a hairdresser? Right. But you know what's been amazing? Bring them to an, a, an artist training and watch them get, you know, just completely swept up in this world of, yes. of hairdressers, artists mm-hmm. for three days. And next thing you know, I'm like, I think I might leave my IT, I might yes. lose my IT analyst to be a hairdresser like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think she wants to go back to work and go back to uh, school and become an artist. Yes. Um, it's amazing how people, I think, get really swept up in this. And it's really gravitate to. towards yeah. it. Like we were just talking with David at, with Access and like we were just talking about his, like his background of having a master's degree and all this stuff. And I'm like, how did you end up here? You know what I mean? It's just so different. I think that it yeah. really sometimes sucks you in. Like yeah. it really pulls you into it. And I think that's what's so special about it. I think that's why like when we're out there and people see like, oh, they're having fun, you know, they're having fun. And this is, you get to laugh and you get to be positive. And like, are there downsides? Like, absolutely. Like for sure. Not every day is like that, but, um, I think we get pretty close. I think we get pretty close to being like, I totally agree. And I think it was was hard. I think in the pandemic, we had a lot of people who started in the pandemic and they were not able to go and experience that firsthand. And I think it was hard. I noticed a lot of people coming in and you're not being able to kind of like connect and, mm-hmm. and feel the, that um, energy and feel that emotion and see how powerful that was yeah. and really connect with our customer. That, um, you know, I want to talk about our customer. Like, hairdresser is, there's so much more than that yeah, to us, you know? Sure. And I think that that, that, period of time was really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, now I notice as they are getting out and they're able to connect with people. They're like they're more excited now yeah. that they get that part. And yeah. I spend a lot of time, I have a, a weekly, I call it the hump day huddle with my team and I've been doing this for years. And I just, it's like sort of a, um, you know, it's a, it's a chance to ask any question. No question is, is dumb. It's a chance to decode, you know, kind of the corporate stuff that mm-hmm. maybe they don't feel comfortable asking. Um, and, and I talk a lot about, it's like a fireside chat, really, mm-hmm. you know, and I talk a lot about um, stylists, salons, you know, the the emotion of that. And I talk a lot about, um, because a lot of these are, haven't, they haven't experienced that. A lot mm-hmm. of people haven't experienced it yet. And yeah. so, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about the culture of our division and what, what makes it different, the heart of that, you know. Yeah, the real purpose behind mm-hmm. it. What is, what does your team look like? How many team members do you have at this point? I have, oh God, Roughly. Um, about um, 40. Wow. Full-time. Okay. That report up into me. Wow. Um, which includes our field education team. So f- education and, which, which is, there are two parts of education. There's our training team, which mm-hmm. is the team that manages the artists and the curriculum, create the curriculum. And then there's our field education team um, that are the ones deploying the education out in the market. Mm-hmm. And then I have uh, the marketing team. 
and all and those teams and the marketing team is you know we have some people that are digital marketing some people that are doing the website doing our PR mm -hmm. doing brand marketing where they're kind of doing the launches and and creating all the pieces for that so, cool. so those people team. report up into me and then we have sales teams that are shared across a lot of the PPD brands mm -hmm. um, but we have uh, certain people dedicated to each brand yeah. in, within sales. So what's really funny coming from the outside of this is we got a tour of the offices. Yeah. And you can tell that there's this brand and there's this brand and there's this brand. And even though it's all in the same building, like yeah. there's like a, I don't want to say like a type, but we probably can't say that, but um, <laughs> there's definitely a personality for each brand. Yeah. And like, talk to me about Matrix because okay. I feel like you're such an amazing face for Matrix and what Matrix is. Oh, and I know there's you. a lot of like changes happening in Matrix. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Matrix. Oh, I so. probably, yeah, I probably should have mentioned, do you know my first job at L'Oreal in the professional products division was Matrix? Are you serious? I started at Matrix. No it was my first. Yeah. That's the first job. And again, it was like they, they, in my interview, the man who interviewed me, um, who is actually in Paris now, but he, you know, he asked me a lot of questions about my personality and who, and that's why I think he really figured out that I was a professional product. Mm -hmm. Like culture mattered to me. Personality mattered. Yeah. I was, you know, I liked emotional, quirky, fun, you yeah. know, all of that. So he put me there. And then, um, and I think he also really realized that Matrix was the right fit for me. It's mm -hmm. always been, I don't know, if, you know, how much you know about the, the history of Matrix, but Matrix was founded by someone named Arnie Miller back in 1980. And he created it to be this place that was very inclusive and that everyone felt welcome regardless of your background or your experience. Yeah. And in fact, that's why he called it Matrix because a Matrix is a network. And oh, he wanted cool. to create this network of stylists supporting stylists. Yeah. So it, it was sort of founded on this idea of everybody that. belonged. And I felt that, I mean, by the time... I I joined in 2003 and Arnie had already passed away. L'Oreal had acquired the brand, but it, you definitely still felt that in the culture. It was a place where yeah. everyone belonged. It was very, um, we used to say it's universal democratic fun, but it was that, you know, that fit my personality a hundred percent. And, um, and so I spent my first three years of my career, um, at matrix as an assistant marketing manager. Then I left. And again, I told you, I, I, um, I stayed in the professional products division which is not super common. A lot of people, you know, one of the best parts of L'Oreal is that people can move around divisions mm -hmm. and you can kind of try different things out. Um, so that fluidity is normal, but to stay in the, in one division is a little more unusual. But for me, it was just, you know, this one works for me, mm -hmm. but I went from, um, matrix to Kerastas. So the other side of the spectrum. And yeah. then I went to, uh, L'Oreal Professional and then Purology and then Redken. And then two years ago, so in the middle of a pandemic, I was given the opportunity to come back to Matrix. Yeah. And it was kind of this incredible full circle moment in my life yeah. um, to come back to the place where I started at this point in my career and also this point in the in life Matrix. cycle of the- Yeah. yeah. That's what's so special, I think. Like, crazy. did this happen? Did they know, and we'll kind of get into what's changing yeah. and like how the product's changing and all that stuff, but like, did they know that it was changing before you or are you like- we're changing something. Was I doing it? No, the change was already happening. The 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 renovation was already in the works. Like that had been in the works. Thank you. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. I was like, what do we call this? I don't want to call it The brand renovation. Yes. So that had been Thank in the works you. for a while. Like we already, um, you know, we launched, we, we renovated the brand and introduced the new brand in March of 2021. Okay. It had already been in the works for a year prior to that. They okay. were reformulating the color, mm -hmm. our color brands. Um, we were working on the new brand equity, the new visuals, the new positioning, things like that. So that had already been in the works. But when I came in, it was almost like 
you know, when I, I came in August of 2020 and then we did the renovation in March of 2020. Okay. So I had some time to sort of like jump in there and, and pick up the reins and bring it to life. And, yeah. and we'd also like every brand we were dealing with the pandemic yeah. where, you know, which had impacted, um, you know, not just the team here in the office, but our entire network. We hadn't, we had our, uh, an artist training in March, this past March, mm-hmm. uh, in Houston, actually is the first time. That's where Dalton's from. He really? loves Houston. Oh my God. We did it there because they had a color factory and I just got it in my head that I wanted to do a party at the color factory. Oh so we gosh. did it there. I love that. I'll show you. I'll send you guys the video. That's it was so cool. It was amazing. It was truly, um, we hadn't had a connection, a live connection with our artists in three years. And a lot had happened in three years. Wow. And it wasn't, you know, even things outside of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. We just had yeah, a lot yeah. of transition, yes. a lot of disruption changes in leadership, changes in, in everything. And so by the time we had this, this training in Houston, honestly, it was like, we needed it. We all needed it. And it was, it was just, it was amazing. It was so so wonderful. Um, so I think, you know, coming in when I did, there was a lot going on and I was grateful to, I have to be honest, I don't think I even knew what, what the full extent of this was going to be. We were having, um, you know, where we're going. I think what I thought then is we're renovating the brand. We're changing our visuals. We're going to be more diverse and inclusive. Mm-hmm. And now the way I feel, you know, a year and a half later is we are changing the world. Yes. I mean, I don't mean to be dramatic about this, no, but honestly, that. we are, we are change makers mm-hmm. and, and that's a big responsibility, but it's super exciting. And again, we talked about gratitude. Yeah. I feel grateful that I didn't necessarily know what I was signing up for, but wow, yeah. what an opportunity, you know, yeah. to do something meaningful that's outside of just selling products. Yeah. This is the first time in my 19 years is the first time that I feel like I truly have a, there's a cause here. There's a real purpose here that's outside of, um, you know, selling products and, and yeah. um, we're going to take a quick break from the podcast to hear a word from our sponsors. Today's sponsor for this episode is lead. LEAD is the first degree designed with beauty professionals in mind. To create future professionals and leaders for this fast-growing industry, Rolfs has partnered with L'Oreal, Arizona State University, and Mesa Community College and is proud to launch the first-ever college and university degree designed specifically with beauty professionals. It's time to acknowledge the level of impact beauty professionals have in our lives. Every year, an individual consults with a beauty professional over 48% more than a physician. This is why advancing the accredited education of beauty professionals is our mission. LEAD is shaping the future of beauty by developing the minds and expanding the intellect of beauty professionals who maintain and restore our self-expression and well-being. For more information, visit leadinstitute.degree today. The folks at Access, L'Oreal's online destination for professional education, are ready to kick off the holidays. Because they love cosmetology students so much, they're launching a holiday promotion just for you. It's called Haul for the Holidays, and trust me, it's a haul like no other. 
And what's even better is that it couldn't be easier to participate. So here's how it works. Starting on November 1st, you will log into L'Oreal Access, complete the Hall for the Holidays learning plan, which has been curated just for students, so they can learn about different L'Oreal professional hair care and color brands. And then you'll hop over to L'Oreal's Level Loyalty Reward site and enter to win the Ultimate Stylist Starter Kit. 100 students will win the Holiday Hall containing prizes like a mannequin head, a carbon comb, tint brushes, mixing bowls, super cute capes and aprons, towels, a ton of full-size L'Oreal products, and so much more. Then 10 lucky winners will get all of that plus enough level points to redeem for a nice set of shears or a Dyson hairdryer. Typically, you have to earn points on level by buying L'Oreal products, but with Haul for the Holidays promotion, you have the chance to get them for free. How insane is that? Students will have just until before the end of November to complete it. So make sure you're signed up for both L'Oreal Access and L'Oreal Level Loyalty Rewards program. More info is on its way, but go ahead and get excited. This is about to be a happy holiday indeed. Now let's get back to the episode. It's so it's cool. One of the things that we were talking about earlier too is like along with the gratitude is being willing to take those steps when like that door opens. Yeah. And when like this has been like a weird theme that's been weaved in through like our whole trip here is like if you're the kind of person that is willing to just like take the step, like a door opens and you don't know what you're getting into. And at that point in your career, like I feel like you could have been like you know what? I just, I'm good. Like yeah. I'm good where I'm at. I think a lot of people coming out of the pandemic were feeling like that. Like yeah. I'm good. I don't really want so much more. Like I'm whatever, but like, you're like, no, I'll do this. Sounds great. You know, like, and I'm going to take that step. And then like to be able to reflect on that and be like, thank goodness I did, yes. you know, like so happy that I did totally. because and like, it's so much of what you're doing right now is important. And it's like what you need without even knowing that that's what you needed. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, um, for that, I'd like to take credit and say that, oh, I've always been someone who goes after a challenge and likes to go out of their comfort zone. But I have to say, I've I've really been fortunate to have people in my life who have moved me in the right direction mm -hmm. because they knew what was best for me. Yes. And Leslie Marino, who you met, yes. my boss, yeah. is one of those people. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm I think that's been uh, you know incredibly important in just throughout my life. I've had that because mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. I mean, there are times when I feel like I'm not sure I'm going to take that step. Yeah. But like, I'll take Leslie as an example. She knows really well. She knows me really well. She knows what um, my what's going to motivate me, what's going to challenge me, what I need to where I need to grow. Um, but she also knows that you know, like everyone that can be, for me, that can be scary. Yeah. But she, one time when I got, um, I was at Purology and the head of marketing role came up at Redken and, um, I was being chosen for the job. Mm -hmm. And so, and Leslie knew that I was going to have a hard time leaving my Purology. I had a really great team at Purology and she knew I was going to have a, a little bit of a, an emotional reaction. So she called, I was in Spain actually on vacation and she called me or she texted me in Spain and said, I just want you to know, you know, the, the you're going to be moving to the Redken role. I had an entire, and she said, we'll talk about it on Monday. So I had an entire plane ride home to sort of like get my jitters yeah. out. And by the time I showed up in the meeting with her, I was like, I'm in. Yeah, yes. I'm in. But I think it's, it's awesome. having people around you who know what, you know, even if you don't know what's the right thing for you or mm -hmm. you're can't, can't necessarily see it yes. clearly all the time. It's mm -hmm. really important to have people around you who have your best interest at heart, know you really well. And they know both your strengths and they know, you know, the weaknesses yeah. and they, 
can kind of point you in the right direction and then just trust them. Yeah. But know? that's why it's important to be, like we talked about this in the beginning of the episode, like that's why you have to be yourself. Yeah. Like that is why you have to, you can't be this like shell of a person that's just like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to offend or I don't want to, whatever. You have yeah. to be you because in order to get to the places that you want to go, what's really going to make you happy. I think a lot of people end up in positions or end up in situations where they're not happy with where they're at or whatever. But like, there's some responsibility in that. Yeah. Of like, you've got to like make sure that people know who you are and what you want and like be vocal about that. Like 100%. make sure that like you're sharing that so that the people that are making those decisions, especially in a company yeah. that's like this size um, or even in the salon. Like yeah. I think as, you know, positions open with stylists that are being chosen to go on to become educators or whatever yeah. that is, like make sure that you're like reflecting on somebody and like make sure that you're like bouncing that idea off of somebody so that yeah. you can trust opinion. I mean, I think... You can't take so much of what people say. I think it's um, not everyone is going to have your best interest always in like a work setting. So I think it's like you find those people and you trust them. Find the people you trust. Wholeheartedly. Because I've had that too where there were people giving me advice that weren't necessarily the people who knew me the best or had Mm -hmm. my interest at heart. Maybe they had their interest at heart. Yeah, exactly. But you find someone you trust and and then, you know, they're going to look out for you and you have to trust that. Um, I think there's also something that – you know, I saw this once and it really resonated with me is, you know, what do you love to do? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. And what can you get paid for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause there, it is the reality check of what can I get paid for? Yeah. And if you find the intersection of those three things, that's mm-hmm. the sweet spot. Yes. And then just lean in, you know, yeah. go hard. So yeah. what do you love to do? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. And then what can you get paid for? Yeah. You know, what do other people see a value in enough to pay you for it? Yeah. And then that's that that's the sweet spot and yeah. go for it. And I, awesome. I do feel like, you know, just thinking about our industry, there have never been more opportunities and more options mm-hmm. uh, for, for people to, to take. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to work, do you want to be an educator with a brand? Do you want to be an influencer? Do mm-hmm. you want to be um, an editorial stylist? Do you want to work in a salon? If so, what, what kind? Do you want to work in a suite? Do you want to work, mm-hmm. you know, be a booth runner? Do you want more control over your schedule? So there's so many options that haven't always been there. Yeah. And and there's still, um, I think, a lot of room to to kind of create new models in yeah. our industry too, which is exciting. Yeah, think, definitely. You know, certainly, that's what the younger generation. Yes, you know, these <laughs> kids today. I love them because yes. I think they're challenging norms at a at a pace that nobody has before. Yeah. Um, and as a result, we're coming up with really cool, um, you know, options of how to live your life, how yeah. to how to be um, successful in your career. Yeah. And and really, you know, but also have a life. Also be a really good mom like yes. we are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How to multitask yes. when you're at that T-ball game for three exactly. hours. Exactly. There's a lot we can <laughs> Yes, there is. I love that so much. And I think like I was literally going to ask you, but you answered the question without me having to ask of like advice that you have for young And I think it's that. I think it's that we need to be open to whatever changes are coming. And I think that not to be like you've been in the industry so long that you're whatever but like I think it's really important that we talk to people like you and that we share like people that have been doing this for a minute like I love that you're so open to hearing from younger stylists and younger beauty professionals and taking that into consideration. But I think we also need to be listening to people that have been doing it for a minute um, to have both sides. Like I think it's really important that we're not like this is the new way and this is the only thing we know. And so we're doing it our way. I think it's really important to be like, okay, well, I've lived a little and yeah. I know something. So let me tell you about why. And we take that all. Like, I think it has to be a mix. Um, it seems like Matrix is um, doing a really good job at having that mix. I think even just from the branding and all of that stuff, it, it's awesome. And I, I really love yeah. what you're doing. And I'm jealous that your team 
gets to have you all the time. Like, oh, let me know when I can be in one of those I, like, we meetings, want you, You're please. part of the extended family. You're now part of the Matrix family. <laughs> Is my that. Matrix logo showing well? Yes, it looks so <laughs> good. No, I no. love that. I think it's awesome. And I think like, and whether they knew what was coming and like put yeah. you in that role, I just think you were meant to be It was a good there. fit. It was totally mm-hmm. a good fit. And I think, you know, it takes a lot of um, being in this role. So I, I, I saw something the other day that, stuck with me because it it kind of made the light bulb go off. Mm-hmm. We're at a time and place in society in the world where all brands have to be inclusive. That's mm-hmm. sort of table stage. Yeah, you know, at the top sure. of the funnel, like every brand has to be inclusive. Some brands will be champions of diversity, mm-hmm. you know, and they will get behind causes and support uh, diversity and inclusion. Some brands down at the bottom of the funnel will be change makers. Yeah. Like a few brands will be change makers. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are. Yeah. And that realization was like, you know, oh my gosh, we are the change makers. We're like that small group at the bottom yes. of the funnel. And that's scary and inspiring and, you know, an incredible place to be. So I think it's, um, it, it, it kind of made me realize like, oh, you know, it's okay that, we're going to stumble yes. a couple times and we're going to make some mistakes because nobody ever made change in history and didn't stumble right. and make some mistakes and pick themselves back up and brush mm-hmm. themselves off and keep going. And so, you know, it's not all going to be different from today to tomorrow. We're going to, this is a journey that we're on. And yeah. I think, you know, but what I feel good about is that there is a, uh, we're, there is a purpose at the end of this journey that mm-hmm. is worth moving towards. Yeah. You know, we, and I think you're the person to do it. Like, I know I, I just met so. you, but I'm like, man, if anyone is going to do this, like it's Carrington. So well, it's not me that. alone. There is a whole right. team behind yes. this and the passion that yes. other people, I think. But that's I, so and contagious. And I think having a team of like the number of people that you have to be able to even just if they pick up a piece of it, I think it's, yeah. I think it's great. And they're going to encourage you. Like, I think it's perfect. I'm everyone, so I think everybody is really, whether it's, you know, our, our artists in the field, our field educators, our marketing team, our salespeople, mm-hmm. I think there are so many people that are that are really excited as I am mm-hmm. to have an opportunity like this that comes along like once in a once in a career. Yeah. To be able to really be a change maker. You yeah. know, that's not something that you get. This is what the smarty pants at Harvard Business School are gonna be talking about years yes. from now. They're be writing cases that. about us. But that's I so you know, awesome. I think it's like it's it's a it's a really amazing time to be. Yeah. On the brand. Well, we'll definitely be following up with you. Thank you. I mean, I definitely want to like I'm track down this and say, yes, you I'm are for sure. Knoxville. Like, have to get you I'm gonna in that river. I'm going to swim in that river. <laughs> I just, I know, literally. I Put can't me in that river. Like, oh. get here. Straight from the airport. We're like, get in. And this is what you're here for. Well, thank you so much for being here. Oh I'm obsessed I'm so thankful. Thank you for recording it with us. And where can we follow you, Carrington, actually, for everyone else that isn't just inside of this room? You can follow Matrix on, I mean, we're on Instagram, we're on um, Pinterest, we're on uh, um, Facebook. And the handle? Uh, Matrix. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's at Matrix. Yeah. Okay, perfect. You'll find us. Make sure that you follow Matrix. Make sure you follow Carrington Cole, and she will be um, hopefully in Knoxville soon. So stay tuned, you guys. There. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Beauty School Bobby brought to you by L'Oreal Access and Lead. If you enjoyed this episode and know somebody else that would enjoy it, make sure you share this with them. Follow us on Instagram at Beauty and Style Network. Follow me at Beauty School Bobby. Make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube. Ring that bell so that you're notified when new episodes come out. And if you're listening to a podcast, leave a five-star review and tell us how amazing it was. Thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.